Amanda Dave. I'm podcasting from the home of the College World Series in Warren Buffett, Omaha, Nebraska. This is a pediatrician and training podcast. It is a resource for medical students and residents, and I'm your host. This podcast will cover high-yield topics, as well as interviews with pediatricians and pediatrics of specialists. I'm a first-year pediatrics resident at the University of Nebraska Medical Center in Omaha. I went to Tulane University in New Orleans for my undergraduate degree, and I received my medical degree from Creighton University School of Medicine. I just wanted to put up a brief disclaimer on these podcasts. So this, the information presented in this, blog, in this podcast is for educational and informational purposes only. It should not be construed as medical advice. This is general information and is not patient-specific. This information is not guaranteed to be correct, complete, or current. Uh, what I'm doing is I'm using this as an educational tool for myself and for you guys, and I'll be presenting topics after I research them and kind of discussing them from there. Okay, let's get started. So today we're going to talk about hematuria. Hematuria can be kind of nerve-wracking when you have a patient that comes into clinic or into the emergency department and there's blood in their urine. Mom, will, mom or dad will be very concerned and they'll be freaking out. So hematuria is urine that has blood or erythrocytes in it. If it's microscopic hematuria, there's greater than five erythrocytes per high-power field seen on microscopy versus macroscopic or big uh, signs of hematuria, which is red or brown urine. We also see erythrocytes on microscopy. The epidemiology, so 1.3 out of 1,000 in one study of visits to the uh, clinics or emergency department showed macroscopic hematuria. The most common cause overall is UTI, so urinary tract infection. There's also benign transient hematuria, hematuria caused by thin basement membrane nephropathy. Idiopathic hypocalciuria can cause hematuria, as well as sickle cell disease or sickle cell trait, and immunoglobulin A nephropathy. For glomerulonephritis, that can also cause hematuria. The most common in pediatric population is post-infectious, or it can be associated with a viral illness, including varicella, CMV, EBV, or hepatitis B or C. In terms of mechanism, so infection of the upper or lower urinary tract is the most common cause of hematuria. For macroscopic hematuria, it can be caused by infection, glomerular disease, interstitial disease, tubular diseases, or bleeding from trauma, stones, or coagulopathy. For microscopic hematuria, it's most commonly caused by infection, so that UTI that I talked about. It can also be caused by hypercalciuria, uh, plus or minus if they have nephrolithiasis or stones, or if they have glomerulonephritis. When you're talking to mom or dad or kid and you're asking about, about the history of what's going on, so you're going to ask if they've had a dramatic change in the color of their urine, if the, there's urine found or blood found on the diaper or underwear, or if the UA has been positive for blood in the past. Uh, you can ask if there's pain or discomfort on urination or dysuria, if they've had increased frequency, urgency, enuresis, or a decrease in urine output. Associated symptoms to kind of ask about include fevers, malaise, weight loss, alopecia, rash or joint pain. Also remember to ask about recent throat or skin infections. Now, if it's glomerular origin, the, the urine may be brown, tea, or coke colored. There might be erythrocyte cast, and it's typically painless. If it's macroscopic, the, and it could be of renal or glomerular origin, the urine will be tea or coke colored. If it's lower tract origin, it'll be your, uh, the urine will be red or pink colored. Turbid urine may indicate cells. This suggests glomerular disease or infection, and blood clots may suggest urinary tract bleeding. Now, with respect to physical exam, you're going to measure blood pressure, assess for abdominal or costovertebral tenderness, whether or not there's local trauma to the genital urinary area, um, whether or not there's been changes from their growth parameters, as well as inspection and palpation for periorbital, genital, and extremity edema. 
Now, when it comes to differential diagnosis for hematuria, for macroscopic hematuria, the two big causes are glomerular or urologic disease. So some ways to kind of break that down is if you consider that on the differential for macroscopic hematuria, that there's trauma, tumor, renal vein thrombosis, pactitious hematuria, or hemorrhagic cystitis. That's a big group on your differential for macroscopic hematuria. Another thing to consider is if there's blood on the diaper or underwear, you can kind of associate this with either trauma or manipulation of the genital area. Now, with respect to microscopic hematuria, the number one thing you should be having on your differential is benign transient hematuria. You can also consider thin basement membrane disease, which is painless microscopic hematuria with minimal proteinuria. This is an autosomal dominant condition. Infection, you can consider pyelonephritis or cystitis on your differential. And if they have hypercalciuria, you'll get a urine calcium to creatinine ratio, which will be greater than 0.21. And then if you did a 24-hour collection, they'll have greater than 4 mg per keg per day of excreted calcium in a 24-hour collection. Sickle cell trait is another common cause, or sickle cell anemia can cause microscopic hematuria, as well as trauma, exercise, glomerular disease, or congenital anomalies, as well as vascular malformations and drugs and toxins. With respect to glomerular disease, the big ones that you should always keep on your differential are PSGN, IgA nephropathy, HSP, SLE, FSGS, MPGN, and Alport syndrome. So those are kind of, if you're a throwback from M2 year, when you guys went to the, through the renal unit, those are kind of the ones to keep in mind. Now, if you have a UA with less than five RBCs, uh, you can consider myoglobinuria or hemoglobinuria, as well as beets, blackberries, ibuprofen, rifampin, and nitrofurantoin can also cause changes in the color of the urine without actual RBC. So it's not hematuria, it just looks like it's red or pink. So what labs are you going to get? The big one you're going to get is a UA plus microscopic evaluation of urine to confirm presence of erythrocytes. You'll also get urine culture in all patients with urinary symptoms and in infants with unexplained fever or sepsis. Some kind of things that you'll see on UA evaluations when the labs come back. So if it's dysmorphic erythrocytes in casts, that's pathognomonic of hematuria of glomerular origin. They'll have less, if there are less than five erythrocytes on microscopy, it's not hematuria. Now, if the kid's asymptomatic, you'll repeat that UA at least once more before further evaluation is prudent. So if the kid comes in once and they've got blood on their urine and then you repeat the UA and there's, they're asymptomatic, you're still going to repeat that UA just to make sure that nothing's going on. Now, if they have persistent microhematuria, this may be early signs of Alport syndrome or IgA nephropathy. If the UA comes back positive for calcium, uric acid, or cysteine crystals, think of nephrolithiasis or kidney stones. Now, if they have CAS, leukocyte CAS, leukocyte arrestorase, or nitrates, think infection. So think of that UTI, which is the most common cause of hematuria. In suspected glomerular disease, you're also going to get laboratory evaluation of serum electrolytes, BUN, creatinine, calcium, phosphorus, as well as liver function tests. If the kiddo presents with a sore throat as well as hematuria, you're going to get throat culture and rapid strep. And if you suspect glomerular nephritis, you're going to get an ANA, C3, C4, or total co- and total complement, as well as streptozyme and streptolysin O. With respect to imaging, uh, you'll get renal ultrasound to rule out tumor, cystic disease, nephrolithiasis, parenchymal renal disease, and obstructive uropathy. Renal Doppler can be used in suspected vascular thrombosis, as well as renal infarcts and renal artery stenosis. Do you need to get any diagnostic procedures? Uh, something you can consider in cases of suspected nephrotic syndrome or recurrent hematuria, azotemia, or renal insufficiency is a renal biopsy. Now, in management of hematuria, that's very etiology specific. So if you figure out what's going on, then you'll kind of treat from there. Now, in cases of UTI, which is the most common, 
Uh, you'll treat with antibiotics, and that's very specific to whether the kid has had multiple episodes of UTI with hematuria, as well as uh, if they've had antibiotic resistance. Now, if the kid has a skin or throat infection that's set, that comes back positive for strep, then you'll treat with penicillin. If they have microhematuria, it's often benign and usually resolves spontaneously. And if they have PSGN or post-streptococcal glomerulonephritis, it's typically self-limited. It's associated with low C3 levels and elevated streptolysin O antibody titers. When do we need to admit for patients that have hematuria? So if they have hematuria with or without proteinuria associated with severe abdominal pain, flank pain, CHF or fluid overload with oliguria or anuria, as well as hypertension, renal inefficiency, and anisarca. Those are reasons to admit the kids that have hematuria plus these other symptoms. In those situations, you're going to want to follow up on labs as well as monitor for vital stability and stuff like that. Okay, so I think that's it for today. Uh, I really appreciate you sticking with me on this, and this has been an overview of hematuria. The big things in review is the hematuria, you're going to ask in the history about changes in the color of the urine, whether or not they've had pain on urination, frequency, urgency, enuresis, decrease in urine output. Uh, you'll ask whether or not the, tea, the urine is more of a tea or coke-colored urine versus kind of a pink or red urine. You'll also ask if they've had recent history of throat or skin infection, as well as if they've had history of UTI in the past. Now, if there's suspicion for sexual abuse, you'll want to do a full evaluation and kind of assess whether or not this child is being abused. And just remember, the most common cause of hematuria is a UTI. Hopefully that provided some insight and kind of an overview of hematuria, whether it's macroscopic or microscopic. Uh, please feel free to email if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for content. My email address is amandamerildave at gmail.com. This has been a pediatrician in training.